Are you struggling to hire diverse tech talent? After all, every organization in the world is now a tech company. And the ability to attract, hire, and retain tech talent from all backgrounds is critical to their success. Enter Hackajob, a reverse marketplace that actively vets engineers. We flip the traditional model on its head, meaning companies apply to engineers versus candidates applying to jobs, with companies getting an 85% response rate to candidates they reach out to, as well as exposure to tech talent that directly meets their organization's diversity objectives. Companies such as S&P Global, CarMax, and Sensor Tower are all using Hackajob. Why not join them? Go to hackajob.com slash cheese to get your free 30-day trial today. Go to hackajob.com slash cheese to get your free 30-day trial today. Hide your kids. Lock the doors. You're listening to HR's most dangerous podcast. Chad Sowash and Joel Cheeseman are here to punch the recruiting industry right where it hurts. Complete with breaking news, brash opinion, and loads of snark. Buckle up, boys and girls. It's time for the Chad and Cheese Podcast. Oh, yeah. Tom Brady's retiring. Puxatani Phil says six more weeks of winter and thousands of American troops are headed to Europe as Russia stares down Ukraine. Hi, kids. It's the Chad and Cheese Podcast, the feel-good podcast of 2022. This is your co-host, Joel. The wrong Ohio team is in the Super Bowl, Cheeseman. And I'm Chad. I'm going commando, so wash. And on this week's show... Hire Tool is now easy like Sunday morning. Bullhorn has 20 million reasons to be their friend and stop or I'll launch an OnlyFans account. Let's do this. Okay, listener, how can you help your employees become more productive? I have answers. How about automating manual and repetitive tasks, giving meaning to data, then allowing that data to actually drive decisions. And how about matching people to your jobs quicker? Well, wait, the Chad and Cheese has a new LLM? No, Cheeseman. I'm talking about text kernel. Ah, okay. That makes more sense. What I'm hearing is the groundbreaking concept of, wait for it, Yeah. simplicity. <laughs> Seriously, though, seriously, text kernel cuts through the complexities like a tortilla chip through some hot nacho cheese. Oh, my God. Really? Nacho references already. Anyways, text kernel brings efficiency and productivity to your operations. Text kernel seamlessly unifies your tools and data to drive efficiencies and success. Text kernel is creating new opportunities for your recruitment journey. Kind of like adding guac to my barbacoa burrito. Oh, my God. How about extracting meaningful insights from data? I mean, that that's something. Swiftly matching yeah. people with jobs. Automating repetitive tasks. Who knew such advanced concepts were even possible in the land of human resources? Uh, we did, Chad. We did. Dude, wrap it up. I'm a little hungry. Imagine that. Uh, okay, listener. Get ready to use today's tech to drive efficiencies and productivity. Visit textkernel.com. That's T-E-X-T-K-E-R-N-E-L.com. Mmm, nachos. <laughs> <laughs> ah, 
Yeah, so <laughs> is it snowing where you are? By the way, we're dealing with some snowpocalypse up it's here. N- in it's not. We yeah we I I do have ice in yeah. the bush like the well the tree that's next to the house that's kind of like a bush like tree. It's all iced up and I can hear it just scraping against the side of the house. But yeah, we have like nothing when it comes to snow. News alert, everybody! Chad has an icy bush. News at eleven. Gonna warm it up. Can't wait. <laughs> oh, how much snow? No, we're we're probably up here. I mean, it's it's continuing, uh, coming down pretty hard right now. I'm I'm gonna say we'll get like eight to ten inches. Okay. The good news is we're going to Phoenix soon, and there will be no snow there whatsoever. <laughs> Amen. And and also the good news, and this is definitely good news for Chris Russell because he wasn't happy with the Washington football team and he got the commanders now he's not incredibly happy about the commanders uh-huh. he's certain to warm up to it chris at a minimum should be happy they're not the washington guardians i was hoping they would stay the washington football team <laughs> yeah that's that's a tough one from a uh, ip perspective it's hard to hard it to really trademark is. the football team it is a lot of merchandise that is unlicensed when you're called the football team well let's get to some shout outs shall we Yes. A lot of news to cover this week. Stop me if you've heard this one before, Chad. LinkedIn is back in court. So they have filed a (laughs) federal lawsuit against Singapore-based Mantheos and its founders for the alleged unauthorized scraping of millions of LinkedIn member profiles using a network of hundreds of fake LinkedIn member accounts. Fake accounts. And virtual debit cards under fake Uh names, Mantheos fraudulently obtained LinkedIn Sales Navigator subscriptions. They then used these to scrape member profiles Allegedly, I'm shocked as you are as well, I'm sure. Yeah. So we talked about fake LinkedIn uh, accounts last week. So it's interesting that this is actually coming into the news and the courts. Mm -hmm. These are the dark arts of getting into a database and stealing shit, right? Mm -hmm. This still goes back to the question of whether LinkedIn is it's their data or is it our data being the users. And I still think that we have a conversation to be had around that. But the way Mm -hmm. that these guys went after profiles, it's malicious. There's no question. You know, the challenge becomes profiles are a commodity and LinkedIn's going to try really hard to keep uh, people, those fake accounts and policing that. And it's just, it's a, it's a constant whack-a-mole for them. And now it's on a global scale. So have fun with that. We saw companies doing this back in the early 2000s where they would get into Monsters database and they would mm-hmm. send spiders into the database to go and extract. I mean, this is nothing new, right? Yep. So it's interesting. And that being said, uh, leading into the next story, the FBI warns that cyber criminals are using fake job postings to gain access mm. to personal oh, data. So. No. We've always had to warn and protect against this type of activity, although scammers are getting more sophisticated. Last week, Mike Griffin, uh, the chief growth officer over at Traffit in Mm -hmm. Poland, said that they are seeing scammers use their 14-day free trial as a way to post free jobs into a system, Mm -hmm. and then those scam jobs are being distributed to hundreds, sometimes thousands of different job sites. So Mick and his team now are trying to manually validate all companies who request the 14-day free demo. So here you have a guy in a team who's created a great lead gen system that now is turning into a chore to ensure scammers aren't scamming, right? And it's it's fucked up. It is fucked up. And it's, it's a problem as old as the internet 
and job postings. And yeah. when you get you know Google for jobs, I know this has been something that they're dealing with as Google's been dealing with spam of all kinds forever. I wouldn't be shocked if the Facebook issue was a lot of these fake things, scams that were going on that they said, this just isn't worth the trouble, particularly overseas where we don't have any jurisdiction or sort of legal system to fight it. It's, it's a shame. Um, you know, interestingly, Craig's, Craigslist's revenue was largely built on these scams and saying, well, if we just charge a little bit yeah, it's going to keep the spammers away because they're not going to they're not going to spend twenty five bucks to a hundred bucks to then you know not get what they want. So yeah, we have scammers to thank for Craigslist's uh, billion dollars uh, that they made at least two <laughs> years ago because it was a way to fight all the spam that was going into into Craigslist. So yeah, anyway, yeah. Well, if Google would just pick winners and losers, and what I mean by that is actual trusted mm-hmm. organizations to take data from, they wouldn't have this issue. But we have this just this cesspool of jobs data that's out there, and they feel like they have to take all of it. And so did Facebook. They're fucking themselves. So at the end of the day, you can clean this up. There's yep. no question. You could easily clean this up. Now, you're not going to have hundreds of billions of jobs, <laughs> whatever the fuck is out there, right? Yeah. But you're going to have clean data. Yeah. And this is a win. It's a win for Indeed and ZipRecruiter and others that have sort of legitimate postings, or at least the perception is all the listings are legitimate. Yeah. Could be. Unless unless these different applicant tracking systems that are getting spammed are yeah. also pushing jobs into those, those ecosystems too, right? So it's a virus, man. It could infect uh, a lot just off... Off of uh, off it's of one a post. virus with many variants that keep popping up, and everyone's trying to and fight it. Motherfuckers won't get vaccinated. That being said, <laughs> T-Mobile, shout out to T-Mobile. They are requiring their employees to show proof of vaccination by February twenty first, or face unpaid leave. Those employees on unpaid leave will then have until April second to get vaccinated, or you gone. Bye bye. Go away. You're fired. And by the way, T-Mobile just uh, reported some really good earnings. I know we've talked about them in the past with yep. how, how well they treat their employees. And some of that shit pays off in a lot of different ways. So uh, yeah. congrats to T-Mobile. So I got to say, though, continuing to push on this mandatory vaccine piece, this uh-huh. is this is interesting because we've received vax mandate research from our friends over at TextKernel. Oh, yeah. Uh, which shows that 8.1% of all U.S. job listings have COVID-19 vaccination as a condition of employment. Some employers and in specific industries are still hesitant to roll out these types of mandates since obviously it's already hard enough to find people and to, mm-hmm. to fill those positions. And that number would be much higher if the Supreme Court would have supported the mandate. Um, some of the industries that TextKernel actually reported on in breaking down the data, public administration was the highest with 14.6% uh, of jobs saying you know, there's mandatory vaccination. Uh, and then the lowest, surprising yet not surprising, hospitality and food service at 2.6%. <laughs> the people who are on the front lines, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's the catch 22. Yeah. Because you can't fill the positions. Wow. Great information from our friends at Text Colonel. That's right. I got an air horn, baby. All right. Oh, uh, shout out to, to Miller Lite. I don't know if you knew this or not, but there's a big football game coming up, Chad. And uh, Miller Lite is, is, on the, is on the bandwagon of the metaverse. So 
They're partnering with Decentraland. Uh, I haven't visited Decentraland, but it's apparently a place where you can buy real estate and hang out. And it's basically Second Life 2.0, from my understanding. Anyway, they're bringing a virtual bar to patrons uh, during Super Bowl 56, which is okay. in a week or two. Uh, the digital bar will be the only place where people can view Miller Lite's ad. So they're getting around the whole like, you know, placing an ad at the Super Bowl. They're just going to do it their own little uh, Decentraland location. Yes, Chad, why go to a real bar when you can just hang out in Decentraland? Are you in? This is the stupidest shit I've ever heard. <laughs> if I want a beer, I want a beer, right? And I don't, for the most part, I don't want their, their shitty beer. That's how I feel. I feel like I'm taking crazy pills. I read this and I was like, this is the stupidest fucking thing in the world. First off, nobody wants a virtual beer. Second, what what do you think the the odds are, or at least the audience will be for this and the viewing of this ad in the metaverse drinking fake beer versus on the fucking Super Bowl? They will get more play out of this from saying they're going to run an ad in, in the metaverse than actually people that are there watching the ad in the metaverse. If I had to make a bet, I think the PR that they're getting out of this, the fact that we're talking about it, this is like the new uh, canceled ad or the ads that are too <laughs> naughty to run. Like those tend to get more play than the actual ads because they're too scandalous for so the bad. Super Bowl and the uh, the key masters won't let them into the into the game. So I think this is just brilliant PR. I don't think they're going to get millions and millions of people in their bar watching the game and watching their Super Bowl ad. It just makes me not want to drink their beer even more. As if you needed any excuse <laughs> not to drink Miller Lite. Exactly, exactly. You bougie, bougie beer drinker you Thank are. you. Thank yes. you very much. So big shout out to Sherm. What fucking idiots these guys are. Okay, so listen. <laughs> it, it is, it's Black History Month and Sherm drops a tweet pitching why you should be a member. Mm-hmm. And it's really wrapped around all of this Black History Month, right? So they're using this as kind of like a facade for Black History Month. Come join Sherm. That's not the, that's not the big problem, right? Uh-huh. Not one fucking person in this ad was black. It was a, it, w- it was white women and men. And this tweet <laughs> is just one of the many reasons why you should not be a member oh, of Sherm. Oh my god! Doesn't anyone notice this? I feel like I'm taking crazy pills. Oh wow! All right. Uh, shout out to Goopy or Guppy. I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing that right. Anyway, hey, let's the, go with Guppy. The Brazilian startup. We're going to be talking more about South American companies. You just got a Brazilian, didn't you? <laughs> That's part of my joke. Hold on. Okay. Uh, so <laughs> Goopy said on Monday it has raised $93 million in a funding round led by our friends at SoftBank out of Japan. Founded in 2015, Goopy, or are we going with Guppy? I Guppy. Guppy. All right. Guppy with one P. Sure. Uses AI to, to select, hire, and train employees. Brazilian isn't just my favorite form of manscaping, Chad. It's also a place that <laughs> pumps out HR tech. See? See, you ruined the joke. You ruined the joke, Chad. Nice. My nice. bad. Yeah, That's my right. bad. That's also, right. uh, friends of the show, Rocket Matt or Rock, Rocket Match, who are are uh, of the uh, Brazilian as well. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this show's going south fast. Uh, shout out to our friend Jeanette Leeds. She was our beer drop winner from last yes. month. She's doing uh, a Zoom tonight with our friends at Pillar. And breaking news, Jeanette is now the managing director of at hourly by Ooh. AMS. So wow. big applause. Yeah. Jeanette, way to go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, for all those who don't remember, Jeanette was at 
Olio for a number of years, and guess what? Now she's at AMS. So that's uh, that's that's pretty big news. Was the interview we did with her on our show or her show? It was our show, and we okay. did it at HR Tech, like okay. 2018, I think it was. So she's in the archives somewhere. Yes. All right. So if you want to learn learn Jeanette some more, get to know Jeanette. Check out that interview we did with her. And with that birthdays we're done we're done with shout outs so podcast from last week make sure you guys check out employer brand revolution uh with our friend chris neeland uh, also our interview with uh one of the wolf of wall street guys from past from this yep. past week all right let's get to birthdays celebrating a birthday this coming week nick fishman hello he's my old boss he's a background check icon a lot of people won't know him but nick <laughs> celebrates a birthday badass jess von bank celebrates a birthday Yes. Jason Lordson, Dave Ralph, one of my favorite Irish Irishmen, Dave Mendoza, old timer, uh, Jennifer Kangas, yes. one of your favorites, uh, Elizabeth, Elizabeth JK, Elizabeth Dunlap, Martin, don't call him Rodney Dangerfield. <laughs> All celebrate birthdays in the coming week. Thanks for listening, guys. And while you're at it, mm-hmm. thinking about these birthdays, you might as well, if you haven't, Go and register for free shit at chadcheese.com slash free. You could win free beer delivered to your doorstep by pillar.hr. You could win free whiskey. That's two bottles of whiskey. One from Joel, one from me. That is sponsored by our friends at Sovereign slash Text Colonel. And last but not least, you could get a t-shirt. Good looking threads, baby. Sponsored by Emissary.ai. Go to chadcheese.com slash free, register, win some stuff. Chad, it's a combed cotton t-shirt. It doesn't get any more comfortable than that. You know what I'm saying? Stop it! Easy peasy lemon squeezy. All right. Our friends at Hire Tool are in the news. Is it Hire Tool? I thought it was Hire Tool. We'll get to that. We'll get to that. All right. They announced a closing of $26 million in funding, bringing the total raise to about $45 million. With the new funding, the company plans to invest further in product innovation, expand operations, and scale the team globally. Mm. But wait, Chad. What? There's more? That's not all. The company is also rebranding as Hire Easy. That was easy. Which the company says reflects its mission to make outbound recruiting, well, easy. Easy Hmm. peasy lemon squeezy. New money, new name. Chad, what are your thoughts? First off, you weren't impressed with the 26 million. Why? It wasn't an impressed thing. It was like, well, in the, in the shadow of Seekout raising 115 million and being a unicorn, it seemed sort of anticlimactic. However, talking to the company, the money was there to be had. Oh, yeah. It was a matter of of sort of doing it strategically, and I think how these companies are evolving uh, sort of reflects that. So yeah, I've yeah. backed down a little bit on it not being <laughs> impressive. I, I think it's a little bit more strategic. I think it's important for us to be able to take a look at, you know, the numbers and the tech and understand that, you know, there is more than one path and, and seek out obviously going to unicorn land with all that fucking cash. They've also gone through a shit ton of dilution, right? Mm-hmm. Not to mention when you get that money, uh, that much money, you do lose some control, especially over roadmap, go to market, a lot of things, right? So you're mm-hmm. pushing a lot of different directions. So 
I think personally, it was smart not to take a lot of cash. And this also, I believe, cements that they're going to be more focused on being a point solution rather than trying to be, you know, that one platform that suits them all. So I I like their Mm -hmm. focus and the idea of not taking a shitload of cash because obviously there aren't many organizations that can afford to buy Seekout after this, but higher EZ, they're still still in the target range, right? So new name, I think it was necessary because I didn't know what their fucking name was in the first place. Some people said higher tool. Some people said higher tool. Yeah. And and I understand it was kind of like this play on words of hiring and being virtual and whatnot, but it just never worked for me. So this rebrand, even though some people are like hire easy, I don't get it. It's like Harris. It, it made yeah, Harris. It made sense. <laughs> and if you take a look at the logo, it's easy to understand. It's higher yeah. and then it's got the big easy. So I, I think they're doing a good a good job there. Yeah. Yeah, you're cool with the easy, name. Easy huh? peasy lemon squeezy. The people finder business is quickly becoming a commodity. And it's kind of uh, prescient that uh, the Joe Rogan story that we talked about, uh, I think, last week kind of comes into this place. So music is a commodity as well, right? Yeah. You sign the right licenses. Everyone can have this music. So in Spotify's case, the pivot was let's get into podcasting. Let's get some of these personalities on board. It's apparently pissing off some hippies from the 70s. But ultimately, I think that choice was something that they did to di- differentiate themselves. And, and our space is not much different. Everyone has these profiles. Uh, they're, they're clearing houses where you can get access to them. There are APIs where you can you know have access. Obviously, some is fresher than others. And when you talk mm-hmm. to recruiters, there is some difference there. But as we look at what I would say would be like the OGs of the sourcing technology business, um, hiring solved, seek out, and now hire hire easy, they're all pivoting into different areas. So with hiring solved, the pivot was more like, we're going to do internal search for you better than anybody else. And for seek out, it's like rule the world, uh, cradle to grave platform kind of, kind of, uh, strategy. And with hire easy, from my perspective, it's sort of like a hub spot for recruiting. Like we want to be the outbound marketing arm slash recruiting arm for a business. So which pivot's going to work? Maybe all of them, maybe none of them. But I think that they're all forced to look at their businesses and say, we can't just survive on people search and people finder. We have to do more than that. And we're going to take our current uh, crop of customers and our market share and try to grow that into, into new and interesting ways. So I think it's exciting that they're all sort of doing this or not stuck in their their business as is. And obviously the, uh, the investors believe in the vision. We'll have fun talking about it on the podcast for sure. Yeah. So I, I think the, this new launch of brand and story and focus is good. There's no question. It helps. Uh, they're going to have to evolve the tech though. For example, making it easier for recruiters to email <coughs> spam <coughs> um, <laughs> is nice, but it's not new. It's it's table stakes today, right? Uh, it doesn't move the bar. Now, if the system could help a company nurture candidates versus spam, right? That's awesome. That's moving. And when you're talking about candidate enrichment, which they do talk about, I'd like to know how, because this is really what employers need to leverage better. Mm-hmm. Uh, employers have spent hundreds of millions of dollars on tech and recruitment marketing over the years to attract candidates into their system. Then a allow them to wither away. So how can tech like hire easy help teams stop committing HR malpractice? I also believe that they are going to have to pick a side of the street to work. Currently, hire easy has pricing for single recruiters, 
So a transactional model along with an enterprise model. And if I were an investor, and to be clear, I am not, I would push hard for them to choose a side of the street. These types of models lend themselves to a big corporation buying a cheap seat for a single recruiter as a test. And then for a myriad of reasons, the system doesn't get used like it should. And it's called a failed test, meaning you just lost an opportunity for an enterprise client. So I think they have to pick a side of the street. They can't have both. Another side note left field from that. They've done a really good job of the warm and fuzzies. Yeah. Um, they they were originally sort of a, you know, a tech heavy sort of cold organization. I blame Shannon for that. Yeah. I mean, so so Shannon, Patrick York, a few of the other folks uh, that they brought on, they've done a really good job at reaching out to the community. Um, you've probably saw posts if you're connected to recruiters in this space about sharing pictures and videos and stories from the recent uh, rebrand announcement. And that's all Shannon and, and that team that they brought in. So one, if you're a company doing a rebrand, it's a really good idea to get the thought leaders out there. You and I were invited, but had other other uh, other things we had to do. But it's a really good idea to bring the community into that process. Uh, obviously, it's good PR, but also they can speak intelligently um, about it. They've done a good job of that in addition to uh, the money and the rebrand. So yep. keep on keeping on, easy. Easy peasy lemon squeezy. All right, let's talk about Woven. Yes. Indianapolis-based and firing squad survivor, Ooh, Woven, yeah. who uses a combination of human and machine-powered evaluators to uncover tech talent, has secured $8 million in Series A funding on the heels of its recently launched Woven Match, which pairs hiring managers with experienced developers based on their Woven assessment results. Woven has more than doubled its revenue and headcount over the past eight months. Woven plans to use the investment to expand Woven Match. Chad, is Woven the real deal or just a lot of dream weaving? We talk a lot about this space all the time and it's necessary and it's booming. Mm -hmm. Five to 10 years ago, we thought scale met educating recruiters on better ways to interview. But in today's world, that's not scaling at all. When they talk about some, you know, human interaction and then some machine interaction, well, that's humans really being able to provide behavior to train the machines. That's learning better ways to scale. So I believe Woven, it's probably one of the most customized for employer platforms today. Mm -hmm. uh, although they will continue to grow through these customizations and build standard templates. And they'll continue to learn from engineer behavior, hiring manager behavior, and they'll this will be more of a scalable platform. So I, I can dig it. I think within 18 months, these guys will be, they should be acquired. That's a vote of confidence from Chad Sowash. Uh, I'll echo all that and also say Indy continues to be a hub for workforce tech, doesn't it, baby? Yep. Uh, and Woven is just another success story. This site was built by a local kid who went to Rose Holman. Uh, he has some Indy investors. Wes, who again faced our firing squad. Uh, so if you want to know more about the company or him, uh, check that out. He's a smart, humble dude, uh, which frankly, we probably need more of in our industry. <laughs> yes. You know, looking at the likes of, you know, Touring getting 156 million, uh, Clovers getting 15 million. I predict this is just the start for Woven and they're either going to intelligently get scooped up by an acquirer or they're going to get a series B and they're going to grow um, organically uh, with a lot of the others that are out there. So it's a fun local story to watch. Shout out to Woven and their $8 million investment. 
Well, someone who doesn't need money. In fact, they're giving money out. Let's talk about Bullhorn. Uh, They announced the launch of Bullhorn Ventures, a dedicated corporate venture capital resource that will invest in and partner with early stage companies focused on helping staffing and recruiting firms improve operational efficiency and boost top line growth. Bullhorn Ventures will launch initially with $20 million allocated for investments. The company joins other vendors such as Workday, Randstad, and Recruiting Ventures, which is tied to Paradox, to invest in industry startups. Chad, is this a good move or is it wasted capital? Plain genius. So first and foremost, you have a marketplace where you can monitor new tech engagement with your customers. Now, before this was really just a good way to monitor for possible deeper revenue partnerships and or possible acquisition. Now, Bullhorn can identify new tech, do everything I just said, and invest in those startups. And then when you're investing in those startups, that means you have influence and possibly some control over roadmap, go-to-market, and also the big one, Bullhorn doesn't have to build as much tech in-house as they have all these different controlled incubator environments happening. So it's pretty genius if they manage it right. Yeah. You know, um, I'll echo some of that and dig in a little bit. So according to the Census Bureau, you may have heard this stat, more than 4.4 million new businesses were created in the U.S. in 2020. People had some time on their hands to to start new ventures. But anyway, (laughs) this is the highest total on record in terms of businesses created. Well, guess what? Somewhere in there might be the next Indeed or the next Greenhouse or the next Paradox. So yeah, setting up an investment arm that places bets that are relatively small, if we're talking only $20 million for someone like Bullhorn, eventually you're going to hit on a few of these and you're going to get your next acquisition, your next batch of executives or or top talent, uh, maybe even your next market opportunity. Uh, Listeners will remember Bullhorn buying Cleveland-based Able a few weeks ago, and I'm sure they want to get in on the next Able at the seed stage instead of after the A round or B round. Uh, I think more companies need to do this. Good ideas come uh, to light quicker than ever before. You have AWS, I mean, servers are AWS. You got developers all over the place to help you build your vision. I mean, these companies are going to be popping up and to be able to act quickly and, and place bets on multiple companies, I think is really smart and uh, more companies should follow suit. Yeah. And you also forgot that our friend Levin and House of HR, they have like 400 million. Yes. <laughs> 20 million. Hold our beer. Yeah. Hold our beer. I think that's, <laughs> I hear Levin, Levin saying that right now. Hold our beer. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Good point. Uh, let's take a quick break and uh, get into some racism. That sounds entertaining. Ouch. Human resources is supposed to be about humans. I mean, it's right there in the name. But when your hiring team is more like an assembly line glued to their computers, manually posting heaps of jobs everywhere they can think of, that human part feels nowhere to be found. This is a new era. Pando IQ takes the mind-numbing copy-pasting and nerve-wracking guesswork out of the job posting process. When you plan a hiring campaign with Pando IQ, you tell us who you need. Then, before you ever spend a cent, we predict what it will cost to find them. Pando IQ chooses the ideal recruiting sites from thousands of options, targeting the ones your next great hire frequently visits, then fires off your ads at precisely calculated times, surfacing the most relevant applicants for you to pick from. Now you're free to get to know the best talent, build great teams, and take care of your humans. Pando IQ will do the rest, so you can get back to doing what the computers can't. For more information on Pando IQ, go to 
pandologic.com. That's pandologic.com. Oh, Chad. <laughs> the NFL is at it again. All right, I'll read I'll read the news here and then uh, okay. I'm sure okay. we'll, we'll both have comment. All right, so Brian Flores, former coach of the Miami Dolphins, has sued the NFL and three teams, including the Dolphins, Broncos, and Giants, alleging discrimination regarding his interview process with Denver and New York and his firing last month at Miami. Flores was fired January 10th despite recording the Dolphins' first back-to-back winning season since 2003. <laughs> yes. Flores also alleged that the Giants interviewed him last month for their head coaching vacancy for no other reason than compliance with the NFL's Rooney Rule, which requires teams to interview minority candidates for their open positions. The law firm representing Flores said they hope to, quote, shine a light on the racial injustices that take place inside the NFL. A little bit more on the Giants issue. From my my understanding, uh, Bill Belichick, future Hall of Famer, coach of the New England Patriots, texted Flores, congratulations. By mistake. On the Giants job when he hadn't even interviewed for it yet. And Belichick said, sorry, it was for somebody else. So basically- Wrong Brian. Yeah, the wrong Brian. So the Giants allegedly hired a guy and then we're bringing in Flores only to fulfill the Rooney rule. Yes. That's the news story. Chad, I know you have some opinions. Yeah, I mean, the Rooney rule started off, I think, was well-intended, but it's Mm -hmm. turned into the definition of performative, which means it's all for show. It's really what it is. And when you take a look at Belichick's text. Even before Flores had a chance to interview, they had already made a decision. And then we take a look at, okay, so the Rooney rule, we have to at least have one black prospective head coach interviewing, right? Well, let's take a look at the demographics of the NFL real quick. Mm -hmm. So Statistica numbers from 2020 shows that the NFL in itself, the players have 25% white players, 58% black players. There is one, Mm -hmm. count them, one black head coach in the NFL. There has never, I repeat, there has never been a 50-50, let alone, you know, 60% of NFL head coaches were black. That just, mm-hmm. that has never happened. So we're, we're talking about the actual makeup, the composition of the NFL community. So this means over half Again, half of the the NFL coaches today should be black. You mentioned one head coach. How many black owners are there? I think zero. I think zero. Yeah. You know, this this is an organization steeped in, I don't know, uh, rich white people controlling the game. They have no government oversight. They're not a public company. You know, their their stock can't crash when something like this happens. The status quo is the goal. You have an organization that is just built to do shit like this. And I I think the Rooney rule was put in there to like pacify the press, pacify the, you know, the union. But it it has become a veil to be racist because now you can say, well, we have the Rooney rule. Like we're making progress, right? It's like when Facebook fucks up elections, they go, oh, we're, we're getting better. We're trying to better ourselves. We're always learning. You have an organization with no oversight. So this shit happens. People aren't going to stop going to games. They realize that, you know, if, if a player like Colin Kaepernick gets out of line, he gets blackballed from the organization. Probably poor choice of words on this, but I can't think of another one. So you, there's there's a system of like, don't talk out, take your money, shut up, play the game and let the people in the ivory, ivory tower deal with this. Yeah. If you file a lawsuit against the NFL, like, do you think Brian Flores is going to coach again in the NFL? 
No, no, no chance in hell. Look at where Kaepernick's at. Totally. So, so huge, huge cojones on Flores to realize yeah. like I'm throwing away my career, uh, at least in the NFL for this bigger mission. But again, people aren't stopped going to games. The local governments want football teams in their city, so they're not yes. going to do anything that's going to, you know, up, upset the apple cart. What I what I'm going to find really interesting is the pop culture or the cultural kickback on this. And probably more than in the last since probably Prince uh, performed, I'm more excited about the halftime show this year. Yeah, than I have been a long time. So for those that don't know, we've got Dr. Dre. We have Snoop Dogg, we have Eminem, we have Mary J. Blige, and someone else who's probably too young. Kendrick Lamar. Oh, Kendrick Lamar. Yeah. Too young for me to know. So you have a group of people that are icons in the black community. Yes. They've They've built their careers on being like of the streets- of the people in that, in that, you know, in those neighborhoods. So those folks have to be talking about what are we going to do to raise awareness about this issue? Yeah. Uh, my wife thinks they're going to tank the whole thing. I'll be shocked if they just say we're not going to perform, but there's got to be a, you know, Olympic b- black glove moment, or there's got to be, you know, I can't breathe t-shirt, or there's got to be something that these performers do yes. to raise awareness. Cause it's just come to a head and, and I, I I think the, the the halftime show is going to be huge because the world's going to want to know what are these performers going to do because they have more money than God. All of yes, them. exactly. They have exactly. nothing to lose. Uh, exactly. They probably have everything to gain by by going against the man, which they've done their whole career. So I'm really ex- interested to see how that goes because I like you see this as a major problem. I just don't know how you solve it. Halftime show. Tune in. It'll be interesting, I promise. Yes. Not since Janet Jackson's nipple made an appearance <laughs> will the will the halftime show be this this entertaining. All right, let's talk about home. Actually, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna chime in here because we got some news on uh, Home Depot and how they hire. But I I mentioned my son, yes, Cole, who's 15, uh, being on the job search. So I, I have an update. If you missed okay. last week, uh, he's applied. Really, I've applied. Uh, which has been eye-opening for me. He's applied through me to Subway Sandwiches, uh, Chick-fil-A, Culver's, which is kind of a regional burger burger joint, and McDonald's, uh, who everyone knows. So I talked about those application processes. Now I can talk about the interview process, which has been interesting. So Subway, we didn't hear shit. So the usual. The black hole was in effect on Subway. Chick-fil-A, I applied Got a text message back, scheduled a Zoom call. Cole went on uh, the Zoom call. They had a, a nice branded Chick-fil-A image before the call and a, a kid came on, but he probably does a hundred of these a day. Had about a four minute interview, thanked Cole for his time and then peaced out. I got an email a few days later saying, thanks, but no thanks, which was fine. So Chick-fil-A sort sure. of dotted all the I's and crossed the T's. Yeah. Culver's. Uh, so we applied, got a text with a phone number that says, call us. So I had Cole call them. They scheduled an interview for 4.30 on Monday or whatever. So we went down to Culver's. The person at the cash register says, hey, Margie, there's an interview here. Margie says, I have an interview today. Yeah. Like, oh shit, I didn't know. And then like, give him a Coke, have him sit down and I'll get with him as soon as possible. Tell him to have a Coke and a smile and shut the fuck up. Have a Coke and a smile and <laughs> shut the fuck up. He sits there for 20 minutes and he, he texts me because I'm waiting for him outside. And he says, should, should I just bounce? And I said, well, no, go to the front desk, ask, ask for the manager, say how much longer is it going to be? Anyway, the manager clearly did not have time for Cole. So we left. I being who I am and what I do, I 
called the number, uh, and it, who, which was HR. Yeah. They were apologetic. They said, we're going to make this right. They said, we'd love to have you come back if we want to reschedule, which we might still do. So Culver's is disparate, probably unlike many regional restaurants. Now, McDonald's, you know, home in here, and we love Paradox, but the chat experience, like that whole thing was was A plus compared to the other competitors. Yes. Being what we talk about regularly, it's good to get out there and actually apply to these jobs and see how these companies do it because many are falling on their face. Yes. <laughs> see, at the very least. Okay, on to Home Depot, and this is uh, from CNN. Uh, Home Depot has a plan to combat the worker shortage. Speedy job offers. We're talking freaking Uh, Jimmy John's fast, Chad. No, we're not. The world's largest home improvement (laughs) retailer said Tuesday that job applicants, quote, could receive an offer within one day of applying, end quote. Home Depot said the quick hiring strategy is part of its plan to hire more than 100,000 new associates ahead of its busy spring season. In addition to speedy employment, the company also offers upskilling programs, tuition reimbursement, a cash bonus program, and discounted stock purchases. We've heard strike while the iron's hot, Chad, but is this taking it too far? <laughs> too far. It's not It's not far enough. So a quote from the article, the move by Home Depot underscores the difficulty businesses are facing as they try to fill open positions, end quote. So then why, oh, why is Home Depot making people wait a whole damn day? This is to me, mind fucking blowing. These positions are not high risk positions. And this could literally be the the offer can be provided at the interview. Give them the offer contingent on background check if it's necessary, Mm -hmm. then start the onboarding phase, right? So many hourly platforms today can engage candidates, screen, schedule the interview, and even host the interview on the platform all right there. Then then you can make the damned offer pending, pending and contingent on whether you have a background check, what the fuck ever, right? So (laughs) why is a global VP of talent acquisition puffing up his chest in a CNN article? This is substandard at best. Dude, I expected better from Home Depot. I hope Lowe's and Menards are listening because to be quite frank, if you are not providing an offer and putting it in front of the person's face that day, that second, you Uh fucking lost them. Well, you're feisty on this one. So one thing America does better than anyone else is fire people. Yes. We're efficient at it. We're good at it. Hell, we do it on Zoom now. Like we know how to fire people. So why can't we hire people at a similar rate, right? Like why can't we hire people on the day that they come and interview? Why can't we turn that around quickly? And and I get there are issues with, well, we want the best candidate, but in in in, in service industries and things that need people now, a hundred thousand people, right? Like Yes, 100,000 people. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, you know, dot your I's and cross your T's. Make sure you're protected. The background check shit, like make sure all that happens. But look, you know, my dad used to say, win fast, lose fast. And this strategy is great because you're getting people in the door. Look, most people, when they're looking for a job of this level, like they just want the job. And if you're the first one to offer it to them, guess what? They're not even going to talk to the other companies that they applied to who are waiting. If they wait 24 hours... 
they're not going to be the they're not going to be the company though. Exactly. So so speed kills this plays right into that. It's the American way. Home Depot is blazing a trail that I think a lot of other retailers are going to have to follow or lose out to Home Depot. No, you you missed the whole you missed the whole point. They they are waiting 24 hours. They should not have to. They should actually offer right there. That's light speed compared to everyone else though. I'm applying to restaurants that are begging for people under my son's name and yeah, it's but you're talking about days. you're talking about local franchises versus corporations. Those are entirely different. Go to go to Lowe's and Home Depot. Those are all corporate owned. They're not franchises, right? So that's that's onions and apples. Entirely different. But what you're right? saying so you is like Home Depot is too slow. Like they're fast. It's a comparative issue, right? They they, they need a hundred thousand fucking people. What they should be doing, <laughs> and if they want to, they want to blaze a trail. They should be presenting offers to that individual on the interview. They have a hundred thousand fucking positions to fill. Waiting twenty four hours is dumb. Do it now. Here's a new strategy for companies. Go to the maternity ward of all your local hospitals. And as soon as babies are born, give them a job. Now you're just being stupid. Now I'm just being an asshole. <laughs> Let's take a break and talk about OnlyFans. That'll cheer us up. Are you struggling to attract the talent you need today? Do you lack visibility into where your recruitment ad dollars are really going? There's a better way. Acquire ROI is a programmatic job advertising platform built to optimize your budget and supercharge hiring. Acquire ROI automatically manages and measures recruitment ads across job boards, so you can allocate your budget based on insights, not hunches. Get to quality candidates faster and cost-effectively scale hiring across roles, all while gaining complete visibility and control over your recruitment marketing investments. Say goodbye to manual guesswork, inconsistent performance, and wasted spending. And hello to optimized automated campaigns that produce qualified applicants. At Acquire ROI, we make job advertising easy. Visit us at acquireroi.com and start transforming your talent acquisition today. All right, Chad, it's another OnlyFans firing story. Holy shit. Get excited. Get excited, baby. Another one. Listeners will remember a nurse that got fired for raising blood pressures on the popular fan site. And now you can add a cop from Colorado, 48-year-old Melissa Williams, a now former sheriff's deputy, retired with a $30,000 separation agreement instead of facing an internal investigation over her OnlyFans page, which was discovered, as always, by a coworker after about 18 months of 18 months of being on the platform where she got naked and banged her husband for cash. How much cash, you ask? The New York Post reports a monthly take of $4,000 a month. Could be a case of, he said, she said, however. The sheriff's office said in a statement, quote, Miss Williams was not fired, nor was she forced to leave. Miss Williams' allegations appear to be nothing more than an effort to manufacture a newsworthy story to drive traffic to her website. Chad, is Miss Williams a victim of jealous coworkers or just your regular everyday marketing genius? Probably a little bit of both. Yes. First, we get first we get a nurse. You forgot about the teacher. There was also a teacher, and now a cop. Nurse, teacher, cop. Are you fucking kidding me? Side hustles are becoming a bigger thing, first and foremost. So we need to start thinking about that. And we have to remember that those individuals are there to do one of two things. They, there's an hourly uh, quotient that they are there to, to work for you mm-hmm. and or there's a project timeline in which they need to, to provide uh, deliverables, right? Beyond that, fuck you. That's my time. <laughs> Would the, the police department had 
an issue if she were selling art on Etsy, right? No. Depends on the art, I guess. I doubt that they would, right? I doubt that they would. I actually reached out to one of my my friends who's a police officer and I said, hey, look, is it okay for you to actually do security? And he's like, well, we have to go through the, the department and for the most part, no, we can't. But in Indianapolis, Metro, you can. You can pretty much do whatever you want. So it depends from the department to department. But he, I said, okay, so what about other side jobs? He's like, oh yeah, one of my friend's actually owns a bike shop. So this is all about a moral standards, I think, mm-hmm. that the the police department is actually going after. Because if Joe has a bike shop, they're like, oh yeah, Joe's got a bike shop and I bought my last bike there. But she has an OnlyFans account and that's not fitting with our morals and standards and so on and so forth. So there has to be some type of regs that are put in place for them locally uh, so that they can actually manage this shit, you know, and she only got $30,000 severance after 28 years. Yeah, but she's making four grand a month screwing her husband on camera. Anyway, that, beside that has the nothing point, to do with what she got from the cops. <laughs> beside the point, I couldn't, I couldn't resist. I was a little surprised this happened in Colorado, which is such a progressive weed smoking uh, state. I wonder how many companies are changing their sort of employment policies because there was a time where, like, your social media, you know, uh, activities were sort of monitored or like, hey, companies had we got to have a policy around social media. I wonder how many companies are creating social or like policies around OnlyFans type sites or OnlyFans in particular, because my guess is a lot more will be doing that. Yes. Because there's going to be lawsuits. There should be lawsuits. There there should be. I'm sure part of her $30,000 separation agreement was you can't sue the city or the police department or whatever. Yes. They got off cheap. They got off. They got off very cheap. And as a matter of fact, I actually sent this news article to my, my police officer buddy and he's like, damn. You know, she she only got $30,000 from this after 28 years. I'm like, yeah, no shit, right? We have to start thinking about work differently. Yes, we, we're talking about OnlyFans, but mm-hmm. this has to do with any side hustle that's out there. And, and, I'll, and I'll throw out there, there's a very good friend of mine who used to be a VP in a Fortune 50 organization. Mm-hmm. She's not doing that anymore. She's happier doing different side hustles where she's making more money and she's getting more time to herself. Is it an OnlyFans page? Uh, it's none of your business. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we have teacher, nurse, and cop. What's the next profession to get pinched? Lawyer? HR manager. Banker? HR manager. <laughs> Easy peasy lemon squeezy. We, we out. out. Thank you for listening to what's it called? A podcast. The chat. The cheese. Brilliant. They talk about recruiting. They talk about technology. But most of all, they talk about nothing. Just a lot of shout-outs of people you don't even know. And yet, you're listening. It's incredible. And not one word about cheese. Not one. Cheddar. Blue. Nacho. Pepper Jack. Swiss. So many cheeses. And not one word. So weird. Anywho... Be sure to subscribe today on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. That way, you won't miss an episode. And while you're at it, visit www.chatcheese.com. Just don't expect to find any recipes for grilled cheese. It's so weird. We out! 
Have you ever found yourself scrolling through financial news and wondering, how does any of this affect me? How can I read a major headline and truly understand what impact that has on not only my portfolio, but my life? Well, our goal on the podcast Inside the Street, hosted by Wall Street analysts at Lachifre Partners, is to provide public investors and young professionals with a deeper understanding of the mechanics that drive those major headlines. And what better way to dive into these mechanics than hosting Wall Street analysts themselves to discuss the newest trends in finance firsthand? Well, on our show, we bring you real perspectives from the front line. Hearing these analysts give commentary has made our listeners much more well-versed on the financial markets. This approach to discussion allows our listeners to engage in conversation with much more educated opinions and predictions. So be sure to check out our show, Inside the Street, wherever you find your podcasts.